Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the April Burl Cawley uh, Leadership Training event. <laughs> uh, I want to thank Sheila, who is our host tonight, and Herbie, who is our streamer. Welcome to those on ACB Media as well. Uh, so tonight, we have words of wisdom from affiliate, some affiliates, secretaries, and treasurers. And I've got a wonderful panel here. These are four uh, hardworking, very dedicated volunteers in ACB, but also very skilled and knowledgeable and have some wonderful tips uh, to give us for their uh, secretary and treasurer. So we have two secretaries and two treasurers with us. Um, and so what we're going to do, we're going to hear from these panelists first. Uh, then I've got a few questions for them. And and then we will open up the floor for questions. And then at the very end, stay tuned because they're going to each hopefully leave us with uh, some real good words of wisdom. They They didn't know that yet, but they will. I know they will. So um, we're going to start with the panelists just kind of introducing themselves. And so if each of you, uh, when it's your turn, if you could just tell where you're from, what office you hold, and in what affiliate or in some cases affiliates. Uh, so we're going to actually go in order by last name, alphabetical order by last name. So Jane, you get to go first. Oh, boy. Okay. I'm Jane Corona. Um, from Silver Spring, Maryland. I am treasurer of the Braille Revival League and ACB of Maryland and the local uh, Silver Spring chapter of ACB of Maryland and uh, another organization that's not part of ACB. So I'm, I'm sort of treasurer of the world. So uh, <laughs> I love it. I, I, I'm one of the few people that love being treasurer of things. Okay. Wow. <laughs> All right. Uh, we have La Larry Gassman. I am Larry Gassman from Fullerton, California. Uh, joined ACB about three years ago, and I am president of the Orange County chapter of the California Council of the Blind. Also, Secretary of ACBDA, uh, ACB Diabetics in Action, and also of CAAVL, and that's the California version of uh, Alliance uh, in Aging, Aging and Vi Visual Loss. loss. <laughs> I had to think about it for a second. Um, and so I'm Secretary of both of those organizations, and I've been involved in radio for 30 years, chaired conventions, etc. I love being busy, and that's why I'm here. <laughs> Okay, and let's go to um, Lisa George. Hi, I'm Lisa George. I currently live in Yakima, Washington, but I have to say my heart's still in Kansas City, Missouri. That's where I'm from. And <laughs> I am currently the treasurer for our state affiliate, Washington Council of the Blind. I'm secretary of my local affiliate in Yakima, and I'm also involved in another nonprofit where I'm the president, um, and I'm kind of backup treasurer to a couple people in, in some other uh, more informal uh, roles. Audio now unmuted alert. And our final panelist, Betsy Grinovich. I'm Betsy Grinovich and I live in Loganville, Georgia. I am secretary of ACB Lions 
ACB families and D. Dewar K. McDaniel Fund Committee. And on the state level, I am secretary for guide dog users of Georgia. And I'm also secretary for other other groups that are not with ACB or GCB. Wow. So as you heard, these four panelists have a lot of experience. Um, they have their hats in many <laughs> organizations. Uh, we certainly thank you for volunteering your time in ACB, and I'm sure the other organizations thank you as well. So um, we're going to start with secretaries. So as secretary of your affiliate, what would you say are your top three responsibilities? Um, we'll start with you, Betsy. My main responsibilities as secretary are to just take notes that tell what the meeting is about. I do not have any other responsibilities in those positions. Okay. Larry? Well, it depends on what you mean by responsibilities, because there are responsibilities that the job dictates, and there are other things that I feel I need to communicate because I'm a communicate. I was a communication major, so we'll, we'll start with what you feel okay. that it dictates, and then All we right. can. Okay, because because part of it is hand in hand, but the, the main thing that I do in both these very busy uh, affiliates is take minutes, and um, they are busy affiliates, so the minutes are longer probably than they might be in other because there's so many committees, etc. Um, and I'll get into the other thing later on, but that's the primary thing that I do. So um, for both of you, in, in meetings, when, when you're taking notes and, you know, preparing your minutes and stuff, um, do you depend on meeting recordings to, to get all your information? Do you take notes as the meeting's going on or both? Yes. <laughs> both. Both. Okay. Because I, I'm pretty quick in terms of typing, but when I'm really quick. I'll often make mistakes because I'm trying to get the gist of what's being said. So I make sure that I record it uh, as a backup and it's also being recorded by Zoom, but uh, I know that I'm going to miss some stuff. So I make sure that it's it's recorded as well. And sometimes maybe something is said and it's maybe not quite as concise as I would like because I have a reason for how I do minutes and I'll get into that later maybe. But, but I make sure that at least I can look at what I wrote and, and put it into a, a, uh, an area where people will understand very easily what I've written. So, Betsy, how about you? Do you take notes or record or both? I do or? not use recordings often. Um, if the only time I would use them is if there was an important statement that I missed, because my goal is not to say every word or everything that was said except the motions. My goal is to get the the gist of what happened at the meeting. Okay. So, yeah, um, and that's something I really didn't include. So in in your minutes, because um, I've I've seen Betsy's minutes. I haven't seen Larry's <laughs> just because I'm, I'm a member of, of the both affiliates, special interest affiliates at Betsy's secretary. She does a fabulous job. Um, so what kind of information do you include in your minutes? And Betsy, you mentioned you, you don't want to say every word, which, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Betsy, we'll start with you. What, what do you really try to highlight in your minutes? I try to highlight who's speaking on the particular topic. For example, who did the roll call? 
who read the minutes, who approved each item that happens. As I'm often reminded, I'm not a court reporter. So um, <laughs> I do get the highlights, but under every heading, I always have who is heading that up. And sometimes it's everyone, and sometimes it's the name of the particular person who's over that topic. And then, of okay. course, I always include, you know, when we started and when we stopped. Sure. Uh, Larry? I generally try to give a flavor as to what happened at the meeting, but I have to be rather subjective in terms of how much material, because then it could go on forever. My my minutes are usually four to five minutes, uh, four to five pages, pardon me. But we've got about 10 different committees in each of the affiliates who are very, very busy. So there's a lot of activity going on. Sure. But I, I try to at least outline who said what, who made the motion, who seconded, etc. But I don't go off into tangents. And sometimes we as human beings always go off into tangents when we think that we're that what we say is the most important thing to be said at a meeting. So there's some discretion there that I have to use to to give pretty much what somebody has said based on the job that they're doing, for instance, the president's report. And maybe I'll do two or three items that he talked about. But if he goes off somewhere else into left field, that's not what he was originally going to talk about. So I generally leave it out. Okay. So this is, I, well, I mean, everything we're talking about is important, but how, how do you uh, store and organize your meeting minutes? In, in other words, where, where do you keep them or anyway, let you talk to that. It, so that they can be, you know, found when somebody asks you a question, hey, what happened at the November meeting? And, you know, you can easily go find them. Who are you asking? Well, uh, Larry, we'll start with you. Okay. Uh, I, as soon as the minutes are done and I have a backup recording, um, I will take that. And it's, it's in a folder that I keep. Uh, any notes that I've taken by typing, I keep those as well. And then I examine the recording to see if there's anything I can add to what I've already typed. And then it's stored there and as a backup, um, but it's also stored uh, in ACBDA. We have, uh, we're just now beginning to finish most of the construction on our new website, thanks to Jeff Bishop oh. and Randy Knapp. And we put it up there and uh, it's going to be probably in a men members only area where people will have access to it, but it won't have people who don't, who aren't members won't have access to it, but we keep it there. Probably we'll keep it in a couple other places. Then in case something happens here where the computer goes down, even though I've got backups or some, maybe something catches fire, God forbid, it will be somewhere else other than here where I keep the minutes. Well, one reason I I've asked this question, um, I think it was last year there was conversation on the ACB affiliate president's list about, you know, do affiliates um, use like a, a online storage like Dropbox or OneDrive or, you know, Google or something um, to store information. Uh, so that that's one reason I asked yeah, that. We do, but that's that sometimes information that we collect gets pretty big. And sure. I've got minutes going back several years <clears throat> before I started because when I'm done with this, it's all going to the next person so that they have a chance to look at what went before they even got involved in the affiliate. Very important. Yeah. 
Um, it's really hard to take over something when you weren't given anything. So, you know, certainly it, if you were given something, that's great. And obviously your goal is to give somebody else everything you have when they take over. Cool. Uh, Betsy, how do you save all your stuff? Where do you keep it or what? They're definitely on the laptop where I do the final version of them. I start out with draft on my note taker. Then I start out with the draft on the laptop and then I go to the final. Since my daughter has the OneDrive set up to automatically back things up that are new on the laptop, they also go to OneDrive. So they end up on OneDrive, laptop, and my note taker. Yeah. So I, I think it's it's so important to for secretaries to out there in in ACB land um, to really think about, you know, how, how they're saving their minutes and, and storing them and, and then actually organizing them because when you do send those off to somebody else, it, it's nice if you have them organized in some kind of, whether it be in folders by year or whatever it might be, um, but some consistent uh, organization. Um, okay. So we're going to go on to treasures. So Larry and Betsy, you can just chill for a little bit and then we'll get to uh, audience questions. So those of you who are treasurers, you're treasured people too. Um, so as treasures of your affiliate, what would you say are your three main responsibilities? We'll start with you, Lisa. Okay, well, um, I, I realize now I probably should have been a little bit more detailed on everything I do in my state affiliate because it has <laughs> evolved since I've been elected. <laughs> so um, I was elected treasurer in, and I started in January of 2020, you know, before. <laughs> oh, right before COVID. <laughs> right before. And so I was very... Um, very, um, I can't even think of the word, very blessed to have had Deb Cook Lewis be the treasurer before me. So the things that I got to help me start my new position, I just, I can't thank her enough for everything she did because she had so many things in order. I knew what I needed to do because we right away, we started off with, of course, um, getting member dues that year and certification and all that stuff. So the transition uh, from one treasurer to another, you know, ch changing those records and telling them all, all the things they need to do. Cause yes, you need to take dues. That's the uh, one big thing. Um, actually, I'm, I also have to track what's, uh, actually spent and in income versus our budget. So those, those quarterly reports to the board, that's another big function for a treasurer position. And then um, the, the preparing the budget, you know, doing that, all of the, the filings, because, um, it's, you know, with the secretaries, with the treasurers, not only do you have state things you have to do and filings you have to do, but IRS filings you have to do. So there's a lot of reporting involved. So, <clears throat> so when I started, I was just the treasurer. And then as it evolved, I had to take over some um, membership database activities um, because the person who was doing it in very detailed passed away. Uh, so I got, I got that and I started doing. And then also 
because we got into Zoom. Um, uh, the treasurer is the only consistent uh, position that still had access to run all of our internal admin kind of things like setting up Zoom conference calling and that kind of stuff. So I started doing things that were more of a to let everybody else, all the committees do their work. And it got stuck with that treasurer position. Ooh. So a lot of stuff. Yeah. Wow. And we have about 400 people in our affiliate. So it, there's a lot of things going on a lot. So um, one thing, and I, I was told this, and, and actually I, I think I heard it somewhere else too, but anyway, that you you actually um, meet with the treasurers of your chapters too within your state or you work with them? or I, I started uh, what I call, I mean, the, um, Julie Brannon is our affiliate president and she has a president's call every month. The presidents get together and talk through things. And when I started, I thought, you know what? It, every chapter treasurer does the same things. They take dues, they have to report, they have to file things. And a lot of them are, uh, have been doing it for a long time and some of them are brand new. And so I started a treasurer's call every other month and it really has helped them to know that they can ask questions of each other because we have 18 you know, chapters across our state and they all do the same things you know, they have to track expenses. Yeah. So it's, very it's been very helpful that they've been able to coordinate and network with each other. Great. All right. So Jane, in, yes. in, in all your treasurer roles, what, what do you feel like your three main responsibilities are? <laughs> well, there's more, um, but <laughs> a lot of it's similar. Um, um, of course, treasurer things uh, you maintain the income and expenses and prepare the budget for for each group um, but um, as Lisa said it it sort of dovetailed into membership because I think the treasurer is the most ideal person to maintain and um, coordinate and promote membership Um um, I, of course, I'm the one that does the AMMS for, for my affiliates and, um, I, I maintain the membership database and it's, it's revol uh, evolved even from that, um, where, um, when for like for the Braille Revival League, I'm, I'm the one who produces and sells the five game books that we sell that Ralph Smitherman has created. So. Um, when, when people buy the game books, um, I have a, a listing of all of the, the non-members who have just bought something and I'll write to them and encourage them to join. Um, uh, I'll occasionally write to people who were members of BRL and who aren't now. Um, and the, the people who registered for the ACB convention for BRL. Um, who aren't members. So um, I'm, I'm responsible for writing to them also encouraging people to, uh, to join. Um, I'm also the, the um, chair of the membership committee for BRL. Um, a lot of the stuff for ACB of Maryland is sort of the same, but not as detailed as, as BRL is. Um, so 
Um, I love tracking things. So it's just right up my alley to do, <laughs> do this kind of thing. And I'm always thinking about different ways that I can promote membership and, um, and, and do whatever, whatever I can do to promote the affiliate, whichever affiliate it is. So for both Lisa and Jane, um, your membership databases, do, do you just solely use um, ACB's uh, member management system as your database manager? Or do you no, have your own? No. I don't. I don't. I, I like to keep my own things. Um, I do go into AMMS and, and, and um, make sure it's accurate in there. But I, I love Excel. I, I keep my whole life is in Excel. So <laughs> the, all of my database, each, each, uh, my, each of my treasurer hoods basically has a folder on my computer. So under that, there's any number of documents, either word documents or Excel spreadsheets. I keep my check registers in Excel also. And, uh, I have a four drawer file cabinet. And all of the the paper things, each each of my treasurer hoods has one drawer in that file cabinet. So uh, not only do I have folders in the computer, but but hard copy things also in um, in my office. So, but now everything is in Excel. So, Lisa, what about Washington? Do you all have your own database that you use, or? <laughs> you know, it's funny. You you were asking about how did the secretaries store their documents and stuff. So in, well, I was at, getting in, to in that too, me, but Jane um, kind of already we, answered. We do. We have the, our board has access to Dropbox, and so what's in the board Dropbox folders are um, archives, history, past minutes, uh, all all kinds of um, past uh, membership lists those kinds of things. So ah. those are electronically stored. So every person on the board who, who would, who might need to know that information has access to it. But then physically um, WCB also has a, a storage unit that has lots of paper from lots of years ago. <laughs> and so when I physically got a big box of files from Deb, when, when I took over a treasurer, um, that was interesting. I could go back and look at some of those documents. Um, but I do more electronic storage. So as far as the AMMS, um, I, I, I go out to AMMS and download and make it into an Excel spreadsheet that I keep. And I, um, track them very quick, very carefully because things can go away. Things can get changed because it's a shared database. And, you know, all of it comes from ACB and it comes from all of their databases that are syncing together. Um, I've had things wiped out before and I have to recreate it. And I'll call Nancy Marks Becker yeah. and say, here's the record <laughs> number. And I don't know what happened, what you did on this day, but you need to fix that. And then she'll see something and take it back. That's interesting so, you say that because I'm the secretary of AAB, I mean, treasurer of AABT, and that has happened to me too. Right. And, yeah. and I, I, and see, you know, a, a, a member can call ACB directly and update something. Um, we're obviously trying membership wise to let our members tell us, you know, 
tell me your new email address or tell me your new phone number so I can call you and then I'll update it in AMMS. And then of course they'll sync it up and everything, but yeah, we're because the, the data can come from so many different places. Uh, it's really hard to, to keep that in sync, which is why I always download my own Excel spreadsheet. And I know that I have this many people. I know who they are. I know what was valid on a certain day and I'll refer back to it. Okay. So um, when in your affiliates, both of you, Jane and Lisa, that you are treasurer of, um, do you collect dues via website, uh, just via phone calls, all of the above, probably. Uh, I guess probably, Lisa, more in the state affiliate, it might be through chapters. I I don't, Well, a state um, and special interest is a little bit different when it comes to that, or can be. So um, as a treasurer, you know, every treasurer has their own way of doing things. Prior to my um, treasurer position, Deb, I thought, basically did a lot of getting checks and through PayPal. Um, so, and that was, um, the, the members would, if they joined through a local affiliate, that's where they'd pay dues. And it was just members at large who would come directly to her. We've, I've kind of changed that a little bit because remember I started in January of 2020 and then it was like, what am I going to do? We allowed, I started taking dues from anybody who wanted to pay WCB directly. And then I settle up with each treasure chapter by chapter. If maybe Joe Blow came in and paid his $10 dues or $15 dues, and then I'm going to owe that chapter five bucks. So I keep that kind of a back and forth uh, balance kind of thing. So every, every, Beginning of the year, when we're trying to figure out how many people and who's got where and who paid, um, they, we also allow them to pay when they pay their uh, when they sign up for our convention. They can pay their next year's dues. Okay, yeah, sign up for their convention and pay your next year's dues, and you're all set. And they all collect. We we get it that way. It's collected, and I can settle things up with each individual chapter treasurer later on. So we do PayPal. We do it online. I can take credit cards over the phone and, of course, get checks and cash when we're in person. Right. <laughs> Jane, what about you? Okay. Each of my treasurer hoods has a square account. <clears throat> I have five of them. So, because uh, <laughs> I have one for myself too. Um, it's, it's a challenge keeping them straight. Once I, I process somebody's credit card on the wrong account and then. Uh, I've only done that once and I had to figure out how to do a refund really quick. Um, But anyway, um, uh, ACB of Maryland is not really sophisticated. We don't have PayPal. We're going to work on doing that and getting more of an online presence. Um, We don't really have any members at large, very rarely. So um, with ACB of Maryland, I just collect the, the dues from each of our chapters. Uh, of course, being the ch- treasurer of the local Silver Spring chapter, I just transfer it from one account to the other. The other ones I have to to ride herd on them and make sure that they give me their lists and their and their um, 
uh, dues in a timely fashion. For BRL, we have a lot more uh, at-large members. Um, and as I said, we do have a Square account. We have uh, more of an online presence so that we have a membership application which takes people to PayPal to pay. And they can also just go to PayPal and, and pay to treasurer at BrailleRevivalLeague.org. And, and that works really well. Of course, we do accept checks. Um, there's, there's fewer checks every, every year, so which is fine because um, it's much easier to do them with credit card or with PayPal. So um, we, we, uh, we will take money in any way that people can, can uh, want to, uh, to pay their dues. Um, multiple years, life memberships. And I, I, I always amazes me when I have, I'm treasurer of one organization. And before I became the treasurer, somebody wanted, or I think I wanted to pay my dues for multiple years. And they said, you can't do that. I said, well, why not? Just add another column to the spreadsheet. But now I have, when one of my affiliates, one person is paid out through 2026, which is fine. Um, Saves me some time. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so both of you kind of already did answer my next question about how you store your your files. Um, so at least I wanted to ask you one thing with um, your Dropbox. It, mm -hmm. Does the, the Dropbox account, does that actually belong to WCB or does that belong to a person or? How? It, it belongs. Okay. So Deb, again, I, you know, Deb's the best. <laughs> she, she is amazing. Up. She set up a, a Gmail account, treasurerwcb at gmail.com. And so everything is tied to that account because that's what's going to be passed from treasurer to treasurer. Right, right. So we have one for Mountain going to be passed. So the, yeah. the, the treasurer WCB at Gmail, that's who owns the Zoom account. That's who owns the free conference pro account. That's who owns Dropbox. And that's the, the what I sign in as. You may notice i don't know if anyone will notice but i have the wcb logo on my uh zoom account because i'm actually signed in as that <laughs> but so it's it's that email address that owns it all so everything is set up to renew that way and that owner that that will be something that is passed to the next treasurer whoever that is they're going to have to be the ones to allow the 12 people on our board access to the folder. They're going to have to, you know, have all that in place. Uh, that's who owns the PayPal account. You know, all of that, all of those things are tied together. And that's what's such a great way to be able to transition to the next treasurer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Here, yeah. it's already in place. And then there's so a few things you have to do. A PayPal does require you to submit documentation when it goes from a, a person to another person because you change you change social security number, that person, that address. Um, you know, sometimes when you're filing different IRS, whatever, they want to know where you're located or where the records are located. Um, WCB does not have a physical building. We are 100% volunteer. We have no paid employees. We don't have an office. And so that changes and, and those kinds of things where you have to tell the IRS or tell the state, um, this, these are where the records are located. Um, this is where we have our, for insurance purposes, this is our office that we're doing business in, you know, home basically. 
that kind of thing. So um, is it a, a paid Dropbox account? Uh, no, okay. I don't believe it is. Um, in fact, I just got a message. We might need to pay uh, if we want to keep syncing. So <laughs> we get a lot of stuff out there and it's it's used, you know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. Um, so I can respond to, to the, the same thing for, for BRL. And, okay. And, uh, we, we have, um, BRL has a Dropbox, a paid Dropbox account. I okay. do pay for that myself. Um, but uh, our secretary has access to it. Um, and I, I live in fear that one day if I get hit by a Mack truck, you know, uh, I don't want to be the only person that has access to things. Um, each of the treasurer hoods has its own Gmail account with a password that is unique to that organization. So none of them, as Lisa said, none of them are my password. Um, right. So that when it's time to change to another treasurer, um, I can do that um, because they, each password and each email address is, is unique to that organization. And BRL and ACB of Maryland uh, went in halves on a Zoom account which I administer also. So, and that also is, is a, a password that's, you know, and a, a username that's, that's unique to, well, it's actually ACB of Maryland pays for it. And then BRL pays us back half. So, um, and then all of the recordings are done locally um, so that I have control over them and, and I can send them to where they need to go. So. So that okay. reminds me of something I, I was thinking, you know, we're talking about records and stuff um, as treasurers, we're talking about financial assets. So our um, investment accounts, our bank accounts, all of those kinds of things, we have it in our constitution that there are, it is the president, the treasurer and the past president, and all three have to be signatories on every account. Yeah. So Some that's, you know, we have just always have a backup. <laughs> yeah. So people can get to thing. what they need to. What were you saying, Jane? Sorry. So many affiliates have like one signer on the account. And that just, I cringe when I, when I see that um, we have two signers on, on each account. And, and, um, and I think it's really important to have multiple signers uh, there again, you know, if, if your treasurer gets hit by a Mack truck, um, someone else has got to have access. And that, that's also good for not that you expect anyone to be less than honest, but it is always better to be transparent and mm -hmm. have somebody be able to check up on you whenever. That's get into true. the bank account. Yeah. Look at yep. the, it, what you said you had. Is that what you got? That's great. You know, it, it's just... Yeah. Um, kind of is a good feeling to have, you know, that you're covered. Okay. Wow. So uh, we are going to open it up for questions from the audience and we'll see how that goes. And then we'll, so Sheila. Yes, ma'am. Are you right. ready? We are ready. All <laughs> right, Matt, go ahead. Yeah. Hi guys. So, uh, I know that I'm late. I uh, just want to, you know, encourage folks if they haven't looked into it to look into uh, Google for nonprofits. Uh, basically, 
<clears throat> you can um, obtain what's essentially Google Suite, which offers you the ability to create unlimited email addresses that are linked to your domain, like treasure at, you know, acbnextgeneration.org, for example. And each of those emails does come with 30 gigabytes of Google Drive storage to store files. And, you know, an admin would have the rights to um, reassign logins, reset passwords, all that sort of stuff. So if folks haven't looked into that, then, you know. What is that called? Google for nonprofits? Is Google that for nonprofits. Yeah, Google for nonprofits. Oh. You have to go through their process and verify that you're a nonprofit mm. through TechSoup. Um, but, <laughs> and then there's some server side stuff that you have to set up to, so to recognize your domain that you own your, your domain for your website, but just encourage folks to look into that if, if you can. Thank you. Okay. Is there anybody else, Sheila? Janine. Hi. Hello, Hi. Janine. Hi there. I have a question for the secretaries. So I am a newer secretary uh, of my new uh, chapter. Um, we're starting from scratch. So there weren't <laughs> minutes to go back from. So I have found like my minutes have gotten much shorter than they used to be, but I used to put way more information. I I'd like to know... Um, you know, when it's a president's report and they just keep going and going and going and going, how, or, or other officers, how do you choose the bullet points that you put? And then do you ever write nothing of consequence? Because if it's really not that important, wouldn't we write nothing of consequence? <laughs> I choose to use the, the term no report given mm. in some cases. In some cases, or no report or something like that. But I usually, it's usually two, three, four lines per topic. I mean, I, I try to be as concise as I can because some people do go on, you know, and it, 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 so it's relatively short. It was something else you mentioned that I was going to respond to, and now I'm not sure what it was. Oh, well, it'll come back to me tomorrow. <laughs> Bessie, did you have anything to add to that? For that, Janine, I do a similar thing as put, there was not a report. And then you just write the main topic as if you were putting a list of topic sentences. So figure out what the main point was and just write that down. You don't put every word or every sentence. We had someone speaking at a Lions Club meeting recently, and he knows I'm secretary. He said, you don't take notes on this. I knew not to because it was a personal <laughs> situation. But he sees me writing all the time. And he said, don't take notes on this. But yeah, you just uh, do the main topics as if you're writing top, and they don't have to be bullet points. They can be no. I very okay. seldom use bullet points. I, I developed okay. a template um, that I use, and it's it's pretty much you know it's the president's report. Well, whatever whatever happens generally in every meeting in terms of the points that need to get across, all of the committee reports, you mm -hmm. know, introduction of guests, introduction of the board, all that stuff is in a basic order that usually doesn't change. And it helps structure me a little bit in terms of when I'm writing stuff down. I usually have okay. an agenda given to me, so I just yeah, follow that works too. Topics. Uh, yep, that works. I just think as well. that's uh, Mountain State Council. That's what our secretary does. She goes from mm -hmm. my agenda, and and, and it puts her minutes, uh, you know, in, in in that you know, 
and uses it to take notes like during the meeting as well. I love that. Okay, then I'll take notes on my agenda. I usually well, if, do that. <laughs> if, if, if the president provides an agenda, and, and if they don't, maybe suggest that they do, and then that oh. can help you, perhaps. Is the president supposed to do the agenda? I do the agenda. Uh, most presidents do. Presidents, most presidents usually do. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No matter yeah. what group you're with. Don't let okay, them get away well. with that, Janine. Go get them. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you know, if I don't... Okay, thank you all so much. You're welcome. <laughs> we might Jeanette. have heard a can of worms. <laughs> oh, well. Jeanette, go ahead. <laughs> okay, so for me today, I just finished... Oh, Danette, on me. Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd so you go, Danette? This is Lisa. I was going to add to what Betsy was saying about, you know, you're not, you're not writing a transcript. Um, <laughs> you, depending on what state you're in, there might be guidelines for what you have to absolutely include in your minutes. Um, some things like if, if there was somebody who abstained from a vote or or what was a dissenter on a vote that those are things that are critical sometimes you have to you have to include in minutes yeah, give an example of that um oftentimes especially in alliance meeting different ones will say i was not there at the last meeting so i can't vote on the minutes and i'll just put that they abstained in it just automatically mm -hmm. All right. Jeanette, are you there? Can you hear me okay. now? Yep. We yeah. can hear you now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I just became the secretary of our state chapter here in Washington State. <clears throat> and just today, I finished our last, my first attempt at taking, uh, a, a attempt at taking um, notes for our last meeting, which was <clears throat> two hours and 35 minutes long. And I, I, um, it took like three times of sitting down to do this. What I did was each topic was a heading and then there was smaller uh, and then not like I had, I, I highlighted that well not highlighted but I made it into a heading and bolded it and such and then each um, item in that topic was another heading and to to get to the different items I like put a dash dash and then the the, the separate topic within that heading and then like when there somebody moved or an emotion was needed I put stars before those so the people could tell the difference between the be, between the, the all that was happening in the in the in the in the, in the minutes and that so it, it took a while but I I it kind of organized it a little bit more and what I I've sent it to a few people like the president uh, I've sent it to the president one of the board members and the immediate past president and the one the other the the board member was saying that they were very thorough and and I she thinks that I got everything she made a few suggestions but for I took Julie's um agenda that was my first draft and then during the meeting the only thing that I wrote down during the meeting was um who made what motion well, I mean like this person made this motion and this person seconded and those were the only things that I wrote down because that, that's what I would call the one of the most important things. 
and it took a while, but, but it, it was, it was good. It was, I am just asking, is that how some people, like there was probably like three drafts of the secretary report before I got to the final draft. Is that how like <clears throat> Larry and Betsy do this? Is it Betsy or is it? No, no it's Betsy. Yes. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I've, to be honest with you, Danette, I don't have time. I've got so many things going on. There's yeah. no way I could do three or four drafts. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I'll do a I'll do a draft and go back and fix, but mm-hmm. but I usually try and get it done as accurately and as quickly as I can. The first time during the meeting? No, 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 no. Okay. no, no. I'll I'll write okay. I'll make notes and stuff, then I'll go back later on. But that's mm-hmm. about that's about as much as I can do. Mm-hmm. I do not do headings and uh, stuff like that because most people don't even have that on their screen readers. They're not l- looking for headings and minutes. They're wanting to read all of it. So I do not do any headings. I, I will sometimes do bullet mm-hmm. points, but I always skip a line before I'm going to put a new topic. Mm-hmm. As far as drafts, I write my main notes at the meeting, which mm-hmm. is usually all of them. That next day, I do my best to come back and read through those and make any changes I want to make. And that's when I type it on the laptop at that point. Right. Mm-hmm. Then I sometimes wait a week or two before I go back and do the final draft. I keep up with each minute minutes are due and then it's fresh to me, but I make sure those first drafts are done on the right. computer within a day or two, mm-hmm. but I do not put any fancy stuff in it because most people, including me do not have headings on. You just read do straight you, through it. So you don't know the difference. Do you put like, if somebody has, has moved and made a motion, do you put star stars or something? I don't put any stars or anything. No, oh, you must okay. have some site or I used to have, because most of us don't even use it because no, I don't no, have, I don't have any my site. computer either interrupts the speech. <laughs> no, don't have any site. Yeah. It <laughs> interrupts you. the speech in my opinion. So I do not put it in. Because oh. mm, it says okay. heading this, heading that, or star this, star that interrupts what I'm listening to. That's just my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. So it's up to each individual how they want yeah. to do it. There's nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. I just don't have time to put it in there. Okay, thank you. You're doing oh, a good, good job. Luck, for your first year. Good luck, Good job. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> it was you, um, Donna. It's nine forty-five. I missed the nine. That's okay. I I was checking, <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Matt, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate all the effort in drafting the minutes because that that's some serious dedication right there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was going to say I'm secretary for a local chapter here. And what I tend to do is, um, you know, we kind of, our meetings kind of follow the same format. So I just put like, you know, one roll call, two officer reports, three old business, four new business, five announcements and, you know, so a lot of the, and then under each number, you know, letter A, topic, B, topic, C, topic, and kind of do it in an outline format. Um, <clears throat> I try to take it live during the meeting so I don't have to go back and listen to recording. And yeah, I'm kind of like Larry. I'll maybe put out an initial draft and then go back and edit to make sure that, <clears throat> you know, if somebody, if aliens land from the future and, you know, or somebody wants to go through the archives of our minutes, they'll understand, you know, what we were talking about and, 
and what happened, you know? So, all right. Thanks guys. All right, thank you. Anybody else there, Sheila? Yeah, Carla. Hey, Carla. Hey, Donna. How are you? Hi. Oh, there's a treasure. <laughs> yeah. Well, but I, I haven't been here most of the time because my phone died, so I came back. But I, I just wanted to comment that um, I really, I did hear some things that Larry and Betsy said. And and I, don't, I haven't ever seen Larry's minutes, but I see Betsy's minutes, of course, all the time. And they are excellent. Um, and Matt's minutes are really great as well. And, and what I want to emphasize um, from the standpoint of a person who, A, wants uh, minutes that cover the actions in the meetings, but B, want the secretary to remember that they are not the star of the show. Um, they <laughs> are the person that is giving the reader the basic information that they need, the outline of the meeting. They are not, as Betsy commented earlier, <laughs> and she hears me say it all the time, the secretary is not the court reporter. Um, we used to have a person uh, who is, he's deceased now, but he is a wonderful, great member of our um, chapter, of our affiliate here in Kentucky. But when he wrote minutes, I, I, was, I was in a meeting one time when it took him 45 minutes to read <laughs> the minutes. The minutes became ours and it was just, he recorded every word and that was not what we were looking for in minutes. And he was very disappointed when we told him so, but um, you know, your minutes are an outline and, and if the group, um, if, you know, they, if we should be able to go back to the record, find what it, find the gist of what was going on if you're following it from meeting to meeting, you should be able to find those things fairly easily. I like Matt's format where he puts in the A's, B's, C's, et cetera. I like Betsy's where she puts in the title and then who's in charge of that event. Both of those, both of those plans are really good. And, um, but I don't want to know what everybody said. The discussion is... A, 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 a long discussion just isn't really needed. And Carla, you just took away my only word of wisdom. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> I got to think of something else. <laughs> well, thank you, Carla. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Larry. That's okay. I'll get even. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have any any other hands? Sheila? No. Oh, yep. Of course you do. Lynn, <laughs> Lynn, go ahead. I'm the secretary for my local chapter, and one of the things that people have not talked about is how they disseminate them. And what I what I used to do is send them as an attachment, but then uh, a lot of people don't really know how to read attachments, so now I just paste them into a message <clears throat> and send them to the. Um, Capital City Council of the Blind. That's what I do. And I wonder how I wonder how Betsy and Larry do that. Good, good point. That's it. Larry, Betsy, how do you all disseminate your 
minutes. I kind of know the answer to it, but it's I okay. send mostly as attachments. And uh, you send it to the affiliate, the membership list. Yeah, of, well, of like for well, now the list I've gotten almost one, as Carla said before in other meetings. But Lions Club, in fact, I still need to send it to the one group. Lions Club, I send it to the the previous minutes to the board ahead of time, and then I send it to the main list, which they're all mostly on the other one anyway. But I send it to the main list after they've been approved at the meeting. Right. Okay. But for other affiliates, it's just send them one time before. And I do do attachments because everyone seems to be able to read those. It's interesting because this came up not long ago and in other organizations where I was treasury, treasure, uh, where I was a secretary, sorry, I've, I've never hurt any organization by claiming to be a treasurer. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but I always used to, to, to disseminate minutes by just sending to the lists. Uh, or before computers, we would read them. Um, there have been a couple of cases where the president has said, I want to look at the minutes and would make suggestions and corrections and then send them out to the membership. So I guess there are a couple of different ways, and I don't know that there's anything that's standard about that, but sometimes I just send it off and and that's no big deal and it's just expected and in other cases somebody wants to look at it first and i have no objection to either but i do know that there are differences depending on the organization okay are there any more hands no ma'am okay and you have like seven minutes that i i was just looking and that is like perfect timing donna can i make a comment please sure i can't say the name and i don't even know if she's out here but I've got to give credit. I took notes pretty much all my life because it kept my, me focused on the meeting. But this one person here in Georgia actually trained me to the point where I'm at today. And um, she's I've got to give her credit because I don't remember how they were originally, but she's got me to the point that every affiliate I take them for likes it. So I have to give her credit that she took time to show me what she did. And now she takes shorter minutes than she used to. But she did show me my, for, you know, the idea of what I needed to take, what was important, and what wasn't important. So, I give her credit for it. And Donna, you do have one hand. Do you want okay. to take it? Let's take it, and and this will be the last hand, and and then we're going to ra uh, wrap up. Conrad, go ahead. Oh, hey, Conrad. Conrad. Okay, can you hear me? Uh -huh. Yes, we can. I just want to make a comment. I've, um, I'm the Mountain State um, treasurer, and um, I've, I've had a lot to learn, but I've enjoyed this uh, meeting in particular. You're fading out, Conrad. Sorry, I'm traveling. I um, know. <laughs> I just want to say I've enjoyed this meeting. And Conrad, this will be archived as as a podcast too. So if you didn't, if you missed some of it, Conrad's traveling with his family, his sons um, in the state social studies fair tomorrow. So um, anyway, uh, we're glad you could join us. But that it would be will be available as a podcast if you ever want to hear it again. So okay, okay we're going to wind up. Real quick, before we hear last words of wisdom from our, our panelists, I want to thank the panelists for giving up their time this evening. Uh, and again, thank Herbie and Sheila. Uh, I want everyone to join us again in May. The second Thursday of every month is the Burl Collie Leadership Training. Um, and in May, 
that would be May 11th. And I don't know if anybody remembers the Matt Selm and Doug Powell show that took place at the ACB leadership conference, um, talking about uh, delegating and all that kind of thing, delegating responsibilities and that thing. So they're coming back with part two of that. I have no idea what it's going to look like, but they certainly knocked it out of the park the first time, and I'm sure it's going to be just as good. So come back in, in May. So in closing, uh, the four panelists, uh, do you have just one last tidbit of wisdom to share with the attendees? Anybody want to go? I would say, and Carla mentioned some of this, but it's very true because this is how I live my life and all the radio stuff I do and everything else. I'm not the show. I am there to provide an accurate record of what went on at the meeting. It's not about me. Now, in other things I do, maybe it is when I'm asked to do something, but in that case, I'm not the focal point. All right. Uh, I think that's important um, in, in both of these roles as, as treasurer of multiple things. I love to be behind the scenes. Uh, I don't ever want to be, I'm not a big picture person. I'm a detail person. So um, I, I tend to, to take the, the big picture stuff that the president or whatever does and break it down into details. So I think as treasurer, I need to be organized. I need to be efficient. I need to be honest. Uh, and I think those are the three important uh, characteristics of, of a treasurer um, that, that I've, I've tried to embody with, with all of my treasurer hoods. Okay. I think that's great. And, and one thing that I do is I'm, I'm a support person. Uh, you know, do, doing the detailed work, uh, secretaries and treasurers, I tell you that we all do a lot of the work. Um, and depending on how the leadership in the organization goes, you have to maybe adapt to the things, reports or whatever, but always the bottom line, what's in your state for your organization, what are the requirements? Because you've got to make sure that you're in line. And, you know, that's that's the one thing that I always fall back on is what am I supposed to do and make sure that I'm doing it. Very good. Uh, Betsy, you have any one last My thought is for especially new secretaries or even older ones. Do not be discouraged if they ask you to change something in the minutes or if you missed a thought that should be in there because we're all human. We all miss things because we may be distracted. So don't let that discourage you and don't be discouraged if they ask you to change something because they want it done a different way. Wow. Very good. So um, I, I, I hope all of you are in agreement with me. These four panelists are very experienced, uh, certainly take their job seriously, and I think probably would be willing to mentor anybody who's maybe has aspirations of being a, a even a chapter secretary or whatever. And I've always kind of had the, you know, the president and vice presidents that they're important, but I think behind every successful affiliate organization, whatever is a, a, a dedicated and organized secretary and treasurer. And I want to thank everybody for participating this evening. And thank you again, the panelists and Sheila and Herbie. And we will see you back on May 11th for the May Burl Leadership 
training. Have a good evening.